Okay, you guys, let's do this. It's going to be so professional. Mm-hmm. Like, so professional. Here we go. Well, welcome to the Lab Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson, a couple of clean comedians who support each other and others through comedy's wacky and whining roads. I hope you're ready. Kids set. Let's go. Since podcasts have a catchy tune, we wrote this song for Michelle and June. Clean comedians are best friends, too. Oh, so good. <laughs> and you never know what they'll say or do. Here we go, sing with me. I'm support, or, or, with Michelle, who's really short. We'll have a ball, 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 with June, who's really tall. They have fun, 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 interviewing comedians. I'm a support, or, or, with Michelle, who's really short. Support podcast brought to you by the Hot Bread Comedy Network. Wow. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the award-winning Laugh Support Podcast. I'm your host, June Colson, here with my best friend, Michelle, Trisha's sister, Rhonda Colson, Corey's friend. Don't call me Shelly, Michelle Van Dusen. Hello, Michelle Van Dusen. Hello, June Colson. How are you? Well, I, I'll be better when you tell me what sarcastic little remark you were making as you threw me backstage before you started playing our theme song, Michelle. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Um, I just want you to know, these things are amazing. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's a nose hole pluggers. I can't deal with it. I can't. Michelle, that's so wrong. That's so I'm wrong. Like Listen. A- they're very comfortable to wear, but because you don't, you're you're just used to. You're like, wait, what is that? Oh, that's right. I mean, that's the only like it'll get used. To, I'll have to get used to that kind of a thing. But other than that, they're very comfortable and mm-hmm. um, not sneezing. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember that song? Friends are friends forever. If the Lord's the Lord of them, I can tell you that's a lie. You bring those things to Indiana, you get them <laughs> close to me, and this friendship <laughs> is over. Like over, over with a capital. Oh my goodness. Keep it away from me. Over, Michelle. And I'll be dancing. (laughs) Sorry. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's been, it's been a day. It's been a long day. So what, what have you done? We, we recorded some this morning together. Um, as we were, we did our, uh, packing tips for travel. And then I, gosh, I have been at Sam's Club today. I have been at Tuesday mornings today. I have been at um, Aldi. I have been at the dollar store. I've been at the cardiologist. Wow. um, Where else have I been? You went everywhere. I have been to Kroger. Yes. As a grocery store for those that are not in that area. Just FYI. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Kroger's yeah. the grocery store. Well, what do you think they would mistake it as if not a grocery store? I don't know because we have worldwide listeners. So shout out yeah, to our true. listeners in uh, Singapore and Hong Kong and India and uh, Ireland, Ireland. Um, you know, so we, we got it. We have a, a mm-hmm. few listeners out there. So I just want to give a little shout out for part of the country. They're part of the world, I guess. I shouldn't say country. Mm-hmm. Because this is the country. You just said worldwide, and then you yeah. said shout out to that part of the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I heard <laughs> that's wrong. So just ignore that's okay. what I just that's said. Good. We'll go back to the nose plugs. No, um. <laughs> or ignore any travel tips as the maps and the stargazing and the compass on your hood of your car. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You. Uh-huh. you know what? Um, the other thing when when we talked about 
the luggage. I always pack an overnight bag because if I'm just, if there's a one stop before I get to a longer stop, you know, instead of bringing everything in, one bag Mm -hmm. in, one bag out kind of a thing. So then that means technically I've got, you know, two pairs of pajamas. I got two, you know, but it is what it is. It's all fun. I don't even do the, like, I don't even do the pajamas. I just sleep naked and that I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I don't, I don't do pajamas. I ride in like a t-shirt and a pair of leggings. I wear something that I'll be comfortable just like going to bed in and not having to change clothes or anything like that. So then the overnight bag, all I have is the next day, but no, like pajamas just take up more space. So I travel in like a pair of comfortable shorts and a t-shirt or a, a pair of leggings. And that's what I do. What are you giggling? It's <laughs> so funny about my leggings. I, I'm just glad you have them covered. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. I do. I do. It takes, it's a lot of, it's a lot of material for these 50 foot long legs, but um <laughs> But yeah, you know, okay, speaking of long legs, I feel like the guest that we're about to announce, if I stacked you two on top of each other, you would still be shorter than me. You guys are... (laughs) Stop. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. I can't deal with it. Okay, Michelle keeps showing me the nose plugs from last episode. So if you didn't watch last episode, you know, normally I want to encourage our listeners to watch our podcast, but I say, don't look at it. Don't look at it. It was just, it was all kinds of layers of wrong. No, you guys are, you guys are the most adorable. Just, I, I, okay. I don't mind being tall, but I'll never be that petite little girl in the movie that like the guy picks up and, you know, I'll carry my husband over the threshold in the movie. Like That's how big I am. So it's not an insult. It's not at all. Like I protect, I protect my family. I get the stuff off the top shelf. He does the baseboards. That's how it works. But that, you know, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. That's good. That's a good. good Okay. This is the last thing I'll say about height. Mm-hmm. Literally, my husband is about mm, maybe half an inch shorter than me. But when I wear heels, then I'm like an inch and a half, two inches taller than him. And the like the way people make it out, it's as if I'm like seven foot tall and he's three foot four. Like there's not that big of a difference in our height. But just because of it, the fact that I'm a woman and, and my husband is just a little bit. Our next door neighbor's child said, you two can't be married. Mr. June is littler than you. <laughs> Mr. June. I know. I know. That's just insult to injury, isn't it? But listen, he's got that is, that is. He, he's got a he's he's got a huge heart and he's my man and uh, Michelle, stop it. And I, I love my you, need, you need to get one of those those things that you put your ankles in and then you lay it out and kind of like decompress his back a little so he's hanging upside down, kind of stretch him out. I think that's what oh, you need you to do. Yeah. Okay. And then, then he'll get that, that half an inch and, um, and then also have him start wearing bangs. So his forehead's not as tall. So it doesn't look like he's that much shorter. Ooh. You know, I'm just, if he could poof his hair, that would yeah. be yeah. better. If he could if poof he just, it, then, if yeah. he just grew a fro, we would be all right. That'd be all right. I can't imagine. We're Mr. off. We're so off. Mr. Colson with a fro. Okay. So let's get focused because we have an amazing guest today. I am super okay. excited. To, uh, to be able to have our friend. This is someone that we just met like a year ago, and it feels like we have known her for a thousand years. We love her so much. So Michelle, tell us who's on the show today. Okay. 
So our guest today is an actor, a playwright, a program entertainer, producer for nonprofits. Uh, catch this. In uh, 1999, she was one of the National Bronze Award winners of the FIRO Fee Forensic Organization Competition category. Got it. I, I can't believe you said all of. I can't believe you said all of that, and you got it. Yes, thank you. And and this past year, she's jumped right into becoming an amazing stand-up comedian. She's opened for several national traveling comedians who, uh, um, and we we are interviewing her right on the heels of her recording her first special. Yes. Let's welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast, still single available, Carrie Jo. <laughs> Wait, I gotta get, I gotta, where's, my mouse is missing. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> wow, was that ever an intro? Yeah. Welcome, so welcome to the show. Her mouse is missing, but she still got the goat. That's all that matters, right? I could, I couldn't get the mouse to get you up on the screen. I was like, oh no, oh no, no. She's too short. She's hiding. Yeah, yeah. The cat showed up and the mouse took off. So, um, this mouse. Okay, all right. Okay, Michelle, get it together. We have Lee <laughs> Carrie Jones on the show. Do not embarrass yes. me in front of my friends. Too late. It's she's, too late. She's, She's always embarrassing me, Carrie. Carrie Jones, <laughs> hey, Carrie Jones, Carrie Jones, the comedian. Welcome to the Last Support Podcast. Thank you. I'm I'm really excited to be here. This was well, on my wish list. This is amazing that we were on the wish list. I love that. I've always wanted to be on somebody's wish list. I'm on my husband's wish list. He wishes I would leave him alone. He wishes I would stop talking. <laughs> yes, he would wish I would stop spending money. Um, but Carrie, okay, you are absolutely one of the sweetest people I've ever met. I want you yes. to notice that I did uh, wear sparkles for you today because I know I sparkles is part of, you know, who you are. You are a sparkly gal. Thank you. I did flowers and your shirt. I love yeah, that. Good. The merch. Small town famous. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I can only I be wore, better if. I, I wore one. this a few episodes ago. So that's why you I did. thought this time I'll just hang mm -hmm. it. Yay. Hang it this time. I love it. So you were yeah, saying. I can only be better if I had on a, a Carrie Jones t-shirt that was bedazzled. That would the way to I, I want to get my logo on a t-shirt and bedazzle the pink part. That's totally my yes. that's next. That well, then June, I will give you one of those as well. Yeah. I would love that. I love sparkly teas. Like okay, that. so Carrie, yes, we sir. met you, Michelle and I met you last year at the Christian Comedy Association retreat yes. in Indiana. Now, I re I remember meeting you for the first time before we got to the church. Do you remember meeting me? Yes. My recollection is I was holding the door for you when we were going into the church for the comedy show. And you made a comment that I was wearing black, white, and red. And I think you were wearing the same color combination. And you yep. said, oh my gosh, it was meant to, something about it. it was meant for us to meet each other and we're friends right off the gate and all that good stuff. And immediately I felt like I was right at home. Yeah, so Michelle, <laughs> we were we were full on. Carrie and I were full on color coordinated the second oh, yeah. that we met. What what color were you wearing, Michelle? Not the same color, Michelle. Was I there? Was I even there? Uh, you you were. were there. You were. I met you later that same night. Oh, mm -hmm. what was I wearing? Were, I don't. Michelle was wearing. <laughs> I was wearing no. a special from Walmart, mm -hmm. uh, from the Midnight Clan. <laughs> 
was probably something a little fuzzy, a little comfortable. It was most likely actually a CCA shirt from years gone by, probably the one with the microphone. That's that would be my guess. Mm -hmm. No, Michelle was married. She was where I remember what you were wearing. You were wearing a, a camera strap around your neck and you were doing oh, photography that you would later that. show me pictures of myself and criticize what I was wearing on stage. Oh. <laughs> but that'll be Carrie, that'll be for another episode when we call you back for counseling because this is not about us. This okay. is about you, girl. This is about you. Okay, so yeah. we met you a year ago at the Christian yeah. Comedy Association. And um, as I told you earlier, you know, we call our, our podcast Laugh Support because we talk to people about their journey That's in comedy support. and who has been supportive to them since they began. So your beginning in comedy is not not performing. My understanding is you've been performing for quite a while. But yeah. as far as comedy goes, that's pretty new and pretty fresh. Mm -hmm. So so tell us about how you got started and who maybe helped you have that little nudge to jump off and, and go for comedy. So the idea had been brewing, I don't know, probably four years prior to me coming to CCA. Um, I grew up in the Chicagoland area, and that's where I performed. I was on stage a lot, musicals, shows, children's theater. But when I moved, I moved to a really small town in central Illinois, and there wasn't a lot of opportunity. So I, I really miss being part of something creative. And um, I figured, I've got to figure out a way to be creative, to be on stage, but it, it had to be different. And um, so I just kind of started thinking about maybe I should write a one woman show. You know, I stand up comedy didn't really enter my thought process right away. But in the midst of that, there are actually kind of two things that brought me on my comedy journey. Um, my father passed away kind of unexpectedly. Um, and the grief hit pretty hard. And about a year and a half after he had died, we went to a John Christ comedy show. And during that show, I laughed for two hours. And at the end of that show, I realized I haven't laughed in a year and a half. And I realized how healing comedy could be. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, how am I going to be creative again? What can I do? And I just started thinking, well, maybe, maybe stand-up. I've thought about doing a one-woman show, but that's not so far removed from stand-up comedy. So I just started studying clean comedians. And one of the yeah. first connections I made, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? No, no, no. I, I was just saying yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. So um, one of the first comedians I connected with was Kristen Weber Witty, And she's the one who told me about CCA. And I had taken a workshop with her during the pandemic, actually. And it was just a four week thing over Zoom. And, you know, we wrote a couple of jokes, batted, you know, some ideas back and forth. She told me about CCA and I went and that's where I met all of these fantastic folks. So where I'm at right now, the people that have really supported me in this last year, obviously, Kristen, um, Lee Harden, um, he was the first person to ask me to do a show with him. Um, so we did that back in January. I'm going to be on another show with him in June. Um, and then, of course, June and Michelle have been there every step along the way, um, providing support, giving me resources, praying with me. Um, just, yeah, I mean, that that group right there has really been the constants in my comedic journey so far. Nice. Um, I liked uh, I like the fact that June has been a part of your um, comedy journey. 
because she has a pair of boots in her background right there. And I'm telling you, those boots were made for walking and supporting. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and I they match, it. they match your outfit. I'm just, you know, gonna point that out. you know, <laughs> thanks for that input, Michelle. <laughs> Welcome. That was great. You just now noticed those boots. Those were my mother's boots. I've had them sitting there since she passed away. They've been there for a year, Van Dusen. They've been there for, that's okay. Let's have a moment of uncomfortable silence as we talk about my mother's boots, Van Okay, let's go there. Here's oh, my wow. pocket mama. I knew it. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew pocket mama was going to come here. I knew it. The pocket mom. You know. Okay. So you talked. You talked about uh, Lee Harden, and you talked yeah. about laughing for the first time after. Um, after John your father Curtis. passing away and, you know, uh, Lee and I just did a show together in uh, Missouri and the next day we went to the church. We actually went to church at the church that we had performed at the night before and went to worship. And when it was over, there was a woman who came up to us and she had had a family member who had passed away that was very devastating to her. And it had been, I think she said it had been a few months and she had really struggled with, you know, the loss. And, and it was, um, it was that, you know, for her, the same for her. And I know that a lot of the comedy shows that we do, you'll have somebody come up after and they've been through a divorce or they've had a death or they lost a job. And, and it is, it is very healing when you said, you know, I, I was looking for, um, uh, a creative outlet, uh, another friend of ours, um, recently had a, you know, a major tragedy in their life. And he and I speak about grieving creatively, how some people, and I didn't even realize that was a thing, but that's what I do. And that's what my father does is we grieve a little bit different than other people. Like we literally work with our hands. We paint, he, he, um, he does uh, sculpting with wood, like wood sculptures and, and it just tinkers and makes all kinds of crazy things. But it can also be very healing for the person who's doing um, the creative process. Did you find that with your, you know, losing your father, um, that doing comedy has also not just helped people who may be listening, but has it helped you in that grief process? Yeah, it has. And, you know, I think part of the reason that I maybe subconsciously stopped laughing and, and stopped engaging in anything funny or humorous was my dad had always said, my dad, he was a funny guy at home, but he was pretty serious out in public. And yes. uh, when he was around me, he's like, I can laugh in front of you. I can joke around with you. You, you bring out my joy. You bring out that, that, you know, mm -hmm. fun spirit within me. And he's like, you're the only one that can do that. And so I think subconsciously during that grieving process, I'm like, well, if he's here, if he's not here, I can't be that person anymore because that's what yeah. he and I had together. Yes. But then when I had that moment where I could laugh and just release and it was somebody making me laugh, I realized how healing that was for me. And then I'm like, you know what? This is a gift. It's it's a yeah. talent and I, I need to use it again. And that's when God really showed me that not only was, you know, watching somebody entertain you healing, but then being able to find a way to be creative and engage in that again. Um, it just brought new life and new purpose. I think that was the biggest thing. Maybe not even so much the healing, but I completely felt that I had lost so much purpose, but I had purpose again. You know, I was being creative. I was writing things. That was when my sister and I wrote the, that show that Michelle had referenced. Um, 
that came out of a period of mourning. And even though that was drama, it was still something that kind of celebrated our dad. So yeah, yeah. The, the creative process definitely helps when you're grieving. And um, yeah, in, in ways that I, I'm not sure I can really explain or articulate, it just, it helped me re-engage with who I was meant to be. Yeah. Well, we know that you were definitely meant to be in comedy. Um, when you came to the CCA, there was just, uh, we've talked about this before, just what a light was surrounding you. You were just such a joy to have. I'm glad that you got to come um, last year when the focus was on making connections is really what it was called CCA Connect last year for a reason. That was um, the folks on the planning committee who were putting that together. That was the prayer. That was the heart behind it was, um, you know, we all wanted people to be able to connect with each other, to connect with God, to connect with other comedians, to connect with their family, you know, and then connect through comedy. And I think, Michelle, what do you think? I think Carrie is the uh, epitome of what it meant to connect with people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And part of why I'm really excited that you went ahead and stepped into comedy and uh, as an outlet one, you're very talented at it. And second, mm -hmm. you already, you already carry this like, um, like anointing of joy is on you. And so pair that up with, with all the things that you've been doing and, um, and, and being a, an amazing writer and, and knowing already how the words, the way you form them, the way you say them and what order and things like that, you're yeah. able to weave people's hearts into the story and catch them and, and help them to unclog, you know, anything. Cause, cause grieving, everybody's been grieving for the last few years. Everybody has, yeah. whether it's because it's been a physical death or because it's been a job or, you know, uh, everybody's been in this mode of yeah. grief. And so the more that joy bringers can, can pop holes mm -hmm. in that heaviness the, the easier and lighter everyone feels. So I love that it's the right time that you were able to connect with the CCA. It's the right time that you were able to connect with uh, quality comedians. I love, love, love that um, your first connection was with Kristen Weber. She's an amazing yeah. writer. She's super mm -hmm. funny, super talented. And out of, you know, like she was the one that you needed to have first. And the fact that she said, hey, you should go to this. You know, it's just, I love it. I love how God puts people in our lives at the moments that we need them. Because I, I remember like right after my mom died, I, yeah, you're, you don't feel funny. There's no joy. There's no, you, you just, yeah. and um, I remember one of my friends, uh, Rhonda Corey, uh, Rhonda Corey moment here. Uh, Rhonda Corey moment on the yeah. last four podcast. Another Rhonda Corey moment. Go That's ahead. right. So, so, so Rhonda said, uh, "Hey, I want you a, a guest on her um, Talk Is Cheap show." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, sure." But it didn't connect with me the date and everything that she was having me on it. Even though I was like, "I really got nothing to say." She's, "Oh no, I need you." It was on Mother's Day. It was my first. Mother's Day without my mother. She, and so she was able to kind of like pull me out of just straight, you know, diving into the mud and just staying buried. So I love that this is your outlet. Mm -hmm. I, I love that, you know, you're, I just, I'm so glad John Christ was there to help you uncork that. Right. 
Yeah. yeah he's okay. He's he, does <laughs> yeah, he does a pretty decent show, that dude. No, that he does dude. okay. He does okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you come to the CCA. You come with Kristen Weber, as Michelle said. This is a quality veteran comedian, wonderful person. Um, when you first arrived, you came early and you went to the showcase that was going on at a local church. It was produced by our friend Robert G. Lee. Yes. Uh, was that the first time that you had ever seen a comedy showcase where you saw multiple comedians back to back to back like that, the way that it was laid out? Yeah, it was the first showcase I had been to. Um, most other shows I had been to would have, you know, your host and your feature and then the headliner. Um, but I'd never been to a showcase to see that many performers in mm -hmm. one night. And it was it was cool. And really, I I'm I'm. I was probably more comfortable going into CCA the next day, the actual conference, having been to that because we went to Apple, I think it was Applebee's afterwards. And, you know, there was yes. a lot of fellowship in it. I, I think I told Michelle this earlier this week. I almost didn't go to CCA last year. I had my, my registration done. I had an Airbnb with Kristen booked, but the day I was getting ready to leave literally minutes, I looked at my mom and I'm like, I'm not going. I'm terrified. I'm not going. They're going to hate me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I know nobody there. I I hadn't officially met Kristen. We were meeting for the first time in person at that Airbnb. And I was sharing an Airbnb with a perfect stranger for the most part. And I found a million reasons not to go. And my mom said, yeah. you're going. You need to. You're going. And um, I went. Yay, mom. Yeah. Yay, mom. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I went and that showcase was really everything I needed because that's when I knew I was surrounded by people who were pursuing the same thing I was, mm -hmm. but there was no intimidation factor. There was no, um, I'm better than you, or, you know, you're not good enough to be here. None of that. Um, June, you, outside of Kristen, you were the first person I met and it was just an instant conversation. It wasn't like this you know, small talk, getting to know, it was like, Oh, hi, how are you? It was like, Oh, I'm friends with June Colson now. And Michelle, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this because I was standing at Kristen Weber's table after the show. Cause I really didn't know what to do. So I just kind of stood there. I I'm certain I looked completely lost and you were taking photos that night and you came up to me and you said, do you belong here? I'm like, okay. <laughs> and you're like, well, you look like one of us. And I didn't really know what you meant at that point. I'm like, one of us. And you're like, well, you're, you're a comedian. You look like a comedian. Are you a comedian? I'm like, I, um, I'm going to CCA tomorrow and I'm here with Kristen. And I didn't know how to answer you. Yes. And you're like, are you a comedian? I'm like, yeah. And you're like, it's okay to say it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Michelle, we still have you at the greeters table. We still let you greet people. This is what I love about that. She gave me permission to say, hey, I'm a comedian. And yes. one, of the, one of the things she said was, you belong here. Yeah. You belong here. This is, you know, you're one of us. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I maybe I am. Maybe, maybe I can do this. And maybe I really am part of this really cool mm -hmm. circle of people. And maybe I, maybe I found my tribe and I, that's mm -hmm. exactly the way I felt after that, that conference. I found when my I tribe. Think, <laughs> I love I'm so glad. Michelle, <laughs> how, do you, 
do you belong here? Who, where's your mother? What'd you, how'd you get in the no, door? Yes, no. I'm so sorry. I need, to see, I need to see your ID. <sighs> you know what? You know what it was? Carrie, how tall are you? Five one. Michelle, she's taller than you. That was pretty I know. Bold. I know. Okay. I know. But listen, I thought I, maybe you saw somebody shorter than you and that never happens. And then you got on a little high horse. <laughs> if you admitted to a pony. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Let's stay focused. All right. So you come in. You see this showcase. This is what I love about you being able to see that showcase. It's a lot of the similar experience that I had with CCA and the and when God was like, okay, comedy is what you're going to do. I went to um, I went to Nashville and it was all this stuff that I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. God just cleared the way. All these excuses that I had, He just squished every excuse yeah. that I could possibly have. And then I went. Um, my husband and I were actually talking about this today. I remember there was actually a Saturday night showcase um, and then a Sunday night show. And then the conference started on Monday in Nashville. And so that Friday night, I was trying to get someone to go with me. And I wouldn't say it out loud that I was a comedian. It felt like it felt like a lie. It felt, you know, yeah. like it felt like I, I was a, an imposter and and all that. But I remember standing in the bathroom, I had called my son and I was like, Hey, why don't you and your girlfriend go with me? And he's like, no, we're all going to watch such and such movie come out tonight. We've already bought tickets. And then I asked my nephew if he could go. And he's like, I'm sorry, Junebug, I've got to work. And Jason was gone and my other son couldn't go. And I'm like, I'm going alone. Yeah. Like I'm going to this thing alone. I'm freaked out that this is the direction God's sending me. And literally the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, you got to prepare Yep. To get in your car and go wherever I send you. You cannot bring someone with you everywhere that I send you and know that you aren't alone. I'm with you the whole ride because I had this whole impression of like, I'm by myself. I don't know anybody. I don't whatever. And, and the Holy Spirit was like, uh, yeah, what about me? What about me? Right. right. And he sent people very quickly into my path. And I think you and I have talked about this. So he sent you. Kristen Flippin Weber, who's phenomenal. Yes. And then you were able to see, and, yeah. and this was what I was going to say. I went to that showcase and I was like, oh, because you have this kind of idea of what it looks like, but you don't know. And then you get there and you see, oh, this guy did it this way. Oh, and Kristen had an accordion and um, this guy's kind of the grumpy, you know, whatever. And this girl's the Southern whatever. And like you're seeing all of these different personalities in these different ways. Mm -hmm. Did you have a moment where and I don't and I don't mean this in a like in an arrogant tone. But did you have a moment when you saw that and went, I can do this. I can do this. I you know what? I don't know that I had that moment at CCA. What was critical for me at CCA was I have found the people who will help me do this. Yes. Um, and then every time, I mean, I think those light bulb moments, I can do this came more so, you know, um, I think it was late December, early January, Lee contacted me and said, Hey, you're close to Munster, Indiana, right? I'm like, well, about two hours. He's like, I'm going to do a show. You want to be on it? Yeah. <laughs> what? I've yeah. worked at the American Legion and the Eagles Lounge, you know, here in my small town. And now this touring comedian, dry bar special comedian, 
wants me to do a show. So that was a big light bulb moment for me. It's like, okay, some of the people that I connected with see that there's something there and they want to help develop it. Um, I don't know that that light bulb moment has gone off for me because I think I'm still a little, um, I guess, shocked by everything because there's, I've had a lot of things in the last year and um, I I don't know. I don't know that there's been that one moment, but I know I belong. I I know I belong with this group. I know this group is going to develop me. And I think, I think the more I cling to that, the more I realize I'm in the right place. And I don't know that I'll get that light bulb moment, but I know I'm with the right people. Um, And that's, I think that's, what's more important to me is I, I need that community. Mm -hmm. And um, because for me, laughter is healing. So I need the community. I need to help other people laugh and I'm in the right place to do that, to, to receive my own healing and perhaps to promote someone else's healing. Yeah. That's awesome, Michelle. So, so being in the the industry, you've been in the industry longer than anybody right now uh, in this interview. And I know that like, in just, you know, the short time that I've been doing it and and all of that, there are moments where it's almost a floodlight moment where you're like, I did it, I did it. And there are other times where it's hard to even turn the light on. It feels like, am I even doing this? And, Mm -hmm. and, and I don't know for me, that ebbs and flows all the time. Have you felt that uh, that way during your journey as well? Yes. In fact, that's kind of why I put this shirt on my say yes shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. I wore this for um, in, for a video that um, I was in. I was the volunteer director, the voluntold director. You're going to do this, 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 you know, Carrie, you are a comedian. Say it after me. June, no, don't do that bit do this. Anyway, because uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, anyway, so the say yes, it's when I, I, I'm I'm discovering more and more that when you don't feel like you're in it, when you're like, uh, I'm not very funny right now, or I don't know if I could do this. If you just go back to, okay, God's opening this door. Let me just say yes to it. And then you just walk through it. When you look back, you go, oh, that was good. I'm glad I did that versus pushing, like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do it. Like I, I found that if I push for something and then I look back, oh, oh, wow, that was so bad. I'll never do that again. Like that would, that was a bad thing. But if there's something presented to me and I'm scared about it and I'm not quite sure, I'm like, okay, just say yes, just say yes, walk forward. And then you look back, you go, okay, that was the right choice. So like, mm-hmm. like doing Huckabee, that was never anything ever on my radar at all. And it was presented to me and I, everything in me was like, no, no, I'm not doing mm -mm, no, 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 no. And it took me a couple months to finally go, okay, I'm going to say yes now. And then once I said yes, then the door opened, then it happened that, you know, then the, the process and I'm very, very thankful. So I'm, I just want to know, Carrie, as you know, because you've this year, you have had a lot of yeses, a lot of big yeses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you came to a conference, you said, yes, I'm a comedian. You said yes to, to Lee. You said yes to some other people that you opened for. And then in the process of that, you said, yes, I'll make a special. (laughs) Like that's huge. I haven't even done that. Like, I'm still like, uh, 
you know, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer to like, I should do that. I should do that. So I just for my own sake here, now you're just talking to me. Okay. How okay. did you do that? Like, like from, from that? yeah, yeah. Like what are the steps that got <laughs> you to, to, to do that? You know, cause this, the lighting looks amazing. The stage set yes. looks amazing. Yeah. Like all the little things that I wouldn't even thought of. I'm watching this. I'm like, Oh, this is like a big, big deal. Cause so, you, you yeah. had lighting, you had camera crew. Come on. <laughs> talk about this. Okay. So first of all, since we're on the topic of the set and the venue, the lighting, the photography, shout out real quick to the Fields Church in Mattoon, Illinois, and Lages, Travis Spencer, Mark Cartwright, and all the students um, from the Fields um, uh, Student Ministry, um, because they were a huge part of that. And then my videographer was Quentin Osier with On Cue Photography. So on cue. If you're going to mention that, I have to mention them um, because they made it happen. Um, really, the, the reason I did this special was I didn't have any clips of my work. And I've only done a few, a few shows where it was me as the headliner. Um, and I didn't have anyone film it. I had one clip from Gutties, and that was last year at the conference. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew that if I wanted to get a little more attention and, and to legitimize what I was doing. I needed to have some quality video. So as I was working on my set um, and, and, and editing some of my work and, and learning more about the craft, I wanted to make sure I had good, solid social media clips that I could put out there. And so I just went to my pastor and I said, I know we don't use our venue for things really other than church. <laughs> But I'd really love to do a comedy special here. And this is why I want to do it. And I really feel that this is what I'm called to do. Um, and I, I really want your blessing to be able to use the building for that. And uh, I thought I was going to get a hard no. And he's like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. I'm like, okay. So I. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just a green light. And um I, I do still have a nine to five day job and I had done a commercial for them uh, for social media back in October and it was for the holidays. And the, the guy who did the, the video for that did a remarkable job on this video. It was like 47 seconds because it was just a commercial, but he did such a great job. And so I reached out to him. I'm like, is this something that would interest you at all? I know you do weddings. I know you do commercials for some of our businesses in town, but would you do this? And he's like, yeah, I think, I think I'd like to do that. So there were a lot of yeses. And I knew that if a door was closed and it wasn't the right time, but I prayed about it and my church was behind it, fully supportive. Um, all of the proceeds from the ticket sales went to speed the light mission. So, I mean, it was just, everybody benefited from this in, in, in such a great way. And so that's kind of how it came to be. Now, I will say that I'm not releasing it as a special, um, but I'm using the clips from it to help me promote what I'm doing. And, um, you know, so people can see a little bit more of what I do and, you know, my style. And um, I hope people like it. Please like me, people. Um, <laughs> I'm a likable person. I really yes. am. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. 
But yeah, I'll be well, it turned out it definitely turned out fantastic. Like as Michelle said, it, it looks very um, high quality. It's very well done. Uh, and uh, Carrie, I think, you know, you're when you jumped in, you jumped all in. I mean, right now, if you're listening to the Laugh Support podcast, I will tell you that behind Carrie, she she purchased, she has a logo for her comedy, a very professional, um, you know, just a good looking logo. She has the backdrop with her logo on it. She has merch. She has a good T-shirt that's, you know, that um, that could go women or men could purchase that shirt and it works either direction. She has, um, you have soap. Is that right? Now you have yes. soap as, yeah, she has for the clean comedy. Our friend Rhonda Corey, she had clean comedy hand sanitizer. Um, it, and you did a, so, like a soap bar or the little yeah. white. So do you remember like the Listerine, like breath strips? Yes, yes, yeah. So it's kind of the same idea, but it's a soap strip. Yes. So you add water and you lather and it's like a little piece of paper soap in your hand and then you rinse it and yeah, hands are clean and they smell pretty. Well, I have a, I have a feeling that, oh, and, and Michelle has that too. Look at you, girl. Okay. So, so a lot of, well, my husband and I were talking today about when I was coming up here to yeah. the interview oh. and I said, uh. I said, yeah, I said, this girl's been doing comedy a year. She's got a backdrop. She's got merch. She's got t-shirts. She's filmed the special. Like when you, when you saw the green light, you have taken off. You have just gone, you have gone after it. And that's really exciting to watch. I wondered, um, do you know, cause it's been a year, you've had some influential people in your life. Has there been a piece of advice that someone has given you that that you kind of are sticking to and carrying with you as you do comedy? So two things, really. Um, when I first started this five years ago now, um, the first thing, and this kind of leads into what you're talking about in terms of, you know, having the backdrop, having the merch yeah. and things like that. Um, I remember a pastor once saying that, if you look at the five most influential people in your life right now, I can tell you what the next five years of your life are going to look like. And that can either be a really good thing or a really bad thing. So I applied that philosophy and I started following comedians that I admired, following comedians that um, had the same career track that I kind of felt that I would want. Um, mm -hmm. And that's how I met Kristen. Um, that's how I ended up at CCA. Um, the reason I say that as a bit of advice is because I've kept that kind of philosophy because I'm trying to watch the people that are doing things that are successful. And I don't want to mimic anybody, but right, right. you know, what are, what are they doing that's propelling them? What are they doing that's getting attention and how can I make that my own? So yeah. that was one thing. So it was a pastor years and years ago who said that. But then one thing, especially since I am so new, and I'm sorry to continue name dropping this one person, but Lee Harden. Um, I got a little discouraged earlier this year because I'm like, so I have all these shows booked, but I have nothing after this date. And he's like, it's okay. You're yeah. new. And he's like, I, I don't mean any offense by saying you're new, but you're new. And he yeah. said, you need to manage your expectations. And I thought that was really good advice because, yeah. you know, I wanted to just, run out of the gate and have this booked and this booked and a show here and traveling all over the world. I've been doing this for just over a year, almost 13 months. Well, just over 13 months. So managing my expectations keeps me grounded. And it, it helps me to realize that 
even though there are a lot of things that I want and that's okay, I need to put that in check and in balance with what God wants to lead me to. Because if I'm trying to do this out of my own energy, out of my own, you know, maybe selfish desires, then it's, it, I'm not going to accomplish what I set out to do. So if I manage that expectation and line that up with what God wants me to do, then I'm going to hit all the right targets when I need to hit them. So yeah. I think that's what I'm carrying with me right now. Yeah. I love that. I love that to pay attention to, because the thing is that like a lot of comedians, you'll see some comedians try to be the same as another comedian. And that's what's so cool about comedy and what's so important about performing is to just be you tell your stories, your experiences, be Carrie, because people will, they, they spot a phony. Um, and, and it's, you know, and it's a learning process too, because a lot of us, um, do comedy, deliver comedy, but don't have the conversation. And that can take a while, you know, for people to get comfortable with that. And, and it's good to go, okay, I want to see what other people are doing that works. That's a wise thing to do. But I also just want to be Carrie and not try to, to be somebody else. It's a, it was a smart move to, to record yourself, whether you call it a special or not call it a special. One of the most difficult things I hear comedians say is getting good quality audio and video when you first get started. Cause you, you know, you're doing shows at wherever you can do shows and you're excited to hop on when somebody's like, I'll give you five minutes. Okay, great, great. Where four hours from here. Of course I'm there. You're not going to pay me at all. I will do that. Like I just want to do this. Thing so yeah. you don't end up with a lot of quality videos, but when you are building, um, and my goodness, your your special is like an hour long or something. Like it's yeah. a lot of material, and, and it's good. Impressive, yes, very impressive, it's very, very good. It, it, it's clear that we've Michelle and I have interviewed a lot of comedians on here. And a lot of comedians come from a performance background. You have people who, like myself, they I worked in radio and I wrote plays and and did you know things like that. Michelle and acting and and performing and you know and, and you have that background as well. So tell tell us a little bit about that and how that might have played into um, why you why you are able to jump off so well so quick because really you're leaps and bounds ahead of what a lot of people are mm -hmm. even two, three years down the road. So I started at the ripe old age of eight in our church musicals. So that's where it started. I got the theater bug then. And, you know, all through elementary school, junior high, high school, I did theater. And um, then into my adulthood, I, I did community theater. I did some semi-professional theater work. Um, I, it's just always been a part of me. I've, I love telling stories. I love, you know, um, I love working with a team and creating a story that people can relate to. Um, I've done musicals, I've done straight shows, I've done children's theater. Um, and really all of those experiences shaped me for this. You know, I've, I've written, um, plays, I've written small skits and things like that. So yeah, there, there is quite a bit of history there. And I've, I've brought all of that with me because I knew that going into stand-up comedy, since it was brand new for me, um, although I'd always watched stand-up comedy and liked it, participating in it is a completely different thing. And I was not about to make the mistake, oh, well, I'm an actress. I can do this. No, nope. Um, this is a new, this is a new um, category. This is something new for me. So definitely the performance background helped because I'm comfortable on stage. Yes. Um, and I can 
I can act out what I've written. I can engage in it. I can get that point across. I can get that punchline. I can deliver. But the writing was the part that I really had to work at because I've never written for stand-up comedy. I've written dialogue, but writing one comedic monologue just for you to share in front of a bunch of people, that was that was the challenging part. But I've, yeah. I took Rick Roberts' online School of Laughs course. Oh, such a good course. Yes. So good. So valuable. And right now I'm almost completed Robert G. Lee's master course. So we're going to have our graduation in a few weeks and we're going to do our, I think, five to seven minute bit. Um, So just combining what I knew from growing up being in theater and then, um, you know, combining that with my passion to write and then saying, I'm going to do this. I'm a comedian. I think that all helped get me to where I am. And it's new. I mean, yeah, it's new, but I, I feel I'm going somewhere with it. Yes. Yeah. Michelle, the big question is, does she belong here, Michelle? Does she belong here? Uh, I don't know. I mean, are we looking for talented people? Are we looking for people that listen to God? You know, I mean, do do we really need someone that's going to make people laugh in such a great way, you know, with quality (laughs) logos and quality content? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm going to say Yes, but but can she play the ukulele? Can you play the piano? I want to so bad. I can play the accordion yet. No. Yes. You don't. You don't have to be the ukulele comedian. There's you, and you don't have to be the accordion. No. Um. I I would love to be that parody person, but I no. I can sing. I've done musical theater, but I don't know that I'll ever bring that into my comedy act. Michelle is now. Yes, Michelle's now showing off my June Colson comedy kazoo, the JuneColsonComedy.com kazoo. You know why? Kazoo can do it. That's why. That's the only instrument that I ever learned how to play. I have a very, very where I got kicked out of the kazoo band when I was seven years old during Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the musical. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's part of my merge. Yes, that's like part of it. my merge. So what are the, so one of the the last questions well as we start yeah. to wrap this up as I told you so you know it's only been a year um but one of the questions is as far as laugh support have you ever had a time period the answer could be yes or no during this journey that you have felt you didn't have support where you were just alone on Cary Island trying to to figure out comedy Yes but I think that was you know honestly I think that was just me getting in my own head there, there have been a few moments where I'm like, oh, should I really be doing this? I don't know that I should be doing this. I'm, I'm no good at this. And, um, and it wasn't because people weren't feeding into me. I got into my own head. Um, yes. So I've never been without the support. I just allowed myself to play those games with my own self. And probably the, the most stressful period was the month of April, just this past month. Um, because I was preparing for two pretty critical shows in my view. Um, the first one was at overshadowed theater theatrical productions in Medina, Illinois, which is near Chicago. They have been around for 19 years, but they had never done a comedy night. They do a regular season. Mm. They do shows and musicals, children's theater, but they had never brought in a comedian. And I'm friends with the artistic director. And I went to her and I'm like, so I'd like to do this. And she's like, Every time I bring bring in a special, it fails. And she goes, but we'll try it. So I didn't think about it when we first said yes to it. 
But then as we got closer to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is huge. And if I fail, I failed my friend. I failed my yes. friend still involved in that theater. And the pressure of that really got to me. And I'm like, this is, mm. is going to be a train wreck. It's going to be awful. And they're going to hate me. Um, a lot of tears that week, <laughs> but I'm a crier anyway. So that was to be expected. Um, and then the week leading up to the special, it's like, okay, well that went like overshadowed was a success, by the way, it was a huge success. We nearly sold it out. Um, everybody loved it. I sold most of my merch. So, I mean, it was a huge nice. it was a triumph. It really was a yeah. triumph. But then I had to do the film special. I'm like, oh, shoot. What am I going to do? I'm so scared again. But that ended up going just fine, you know, and um, it's it's not for lack of my community. It's getting into my own head. And, you know, I have mm. to combat that. Take every thought captive um, yes. because if you don't you'll be a wreck. You will be a nervous wreck and you'll cry for two weeks straight. I don't know if that's an experience, but you will cry for two weeks straight. Yes, it is. A, it definitely can be a head game. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's why Lee's um, advice to you about manage your expectations yeah. is so key because it's not yeah. just managing, you know, where your career is, or if you're going to get that show, it's the whole thought process before you get yeah. on that stage. Okay. What are my expectations? Mm -hmm. I need to go out there having fun. So yeah. if I have fun, the audience has fun. Yes. I know my material. Let's do this. You know, but if you get in your head, you're like, oh, I'm not going to be good. Da, da, da. You just, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I love it. Take mm -hmm. every thought captive. This is yes. so good, Eric. I think language to use it, you know, being careful of the words that you use about yourself and how you, you know, speak about yourself. I, I've changed the language because people always say before you're doing a big show or something, you know, uh, if they're backstage with you, Huckabee Show, it's happened to me every time I, I've been there. Are you nervous? Like other guests will say, are you nervous? And used to, like, I would have been like, heck yeah, I am, <laughs> you know, I'm very nervous. But even when I am nervous, I just change it to, no, no, I'm not nervous. I'm just really excited. Like, this is excited energy. And it's a whole different mindset when you go from, I'm not nervous, because nervous has an undertone of fear. But when yeah. you get excited about something, it has an undertone of ex exciting fun, right? Yeah. That something great could happen versus the, oh, no, something bad yeah. could happen. Yeah. And I'm so I'm so glad that, Carrie, you, you have been super brave. Yes, this is a roller coaster. It's a learning experience. Our friend Shonda Pierce just had a movie come out. And, you know, any interviews, if you hear her talk about it, she talks about like what a learning experience that was. You know, you're trying to put out something quality. Every time you do something, there's flaws and imperfections. And that just gives us, uh, I think, a reminder from God that there's only one perfect one. <laughs> and it is not right. us. And we get to learn from that and we get to grow. And I, I, I love having a front row seat to Carrie Jones, the comedian, and all that God is doing with you and through you. And um, and thank you for being a, a support to myself and Michelle as well. You know, yes, it, it's, thank um, you. Yeah. The messages of prayer and, and just checking in and stuff that that means a lot. And, and I truly do appreciate it. What yeah. about it, Michelle? Close us out with some wisdom. <laughs> um, well, I love the fact that, uh, Carrie, you comment on our YouTube videos all the time. So I really appreciate that. That's <laughs> so, so nice. Um, earlier, I was uh, eating some chocolate 
um, not Dove is not a sponsor. And it's a, inside they have little messages. So this one says, Wait, no, Michelle, spa no, spare her. Usually you send no. the guests to the back and they don't have to listen to your mom no. joke. But go ahead. Go this ahead, one, Gary. This, this is the mom joke. This is just be someone you look up to. Oh, and okay. Okay. I just want to say, you know, when I grow up, I want to be more like you. That's all I'm saying. You're very brave. Oh. Yeah. So, but um, here's my here's my mom joke. Oh, um, here's the one. Yeah. Uh, I I want to know if you guys know why my imaginary friend um I always she was always in lipstick. Why, Michelle? Because she was made up. <laughs> oh, you should. We should have sent her to the back. Okay, y'all. Listen again. I apologize for every joke that Michelle has told at, at, at the end of every episode of this season. If you want funny, like real funny, this is what you need to do. Follow our friend Carrie Jones on her social media. Okay, oh, yes. so you can find Carrie Jones on Facebook and Instagram. Carrie is K A R I Jones. If you can't spell that, that's your problem. And yes. it's. Carrie Jones, the comedian, the I-E-N-N-E, -N -N -E, comedian. I didn't use comedian because I have a hard enough time to spell comedian. So, so find her, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Carrie Jones, the comedian. You guys want to follow her, pay attention to where she's at, what she's got going on. And if she has a show, buy a ticket and go. You will not be disappointed. You will not. Carrie, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank um, you. We're going to close this episode out. As I always say, Jesus and Junebug loves you. And Michelle, no more jokes. Just say goodbye, Michelle. Just tell him goodbye. <laughs> well, wait, hang on. This is, I'm oh, going to no. put you no. back for a second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Michelle. Look, all I'm going to say is you can make sure that you watch us on YouTube and you can listen to us in all the major podcast spots. And, um, June, what do you call a street full of pies? I don't A street full of pies. What, a Michelle, tell me? A deserted street. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Woo!